guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. And that includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Easy peasy. And my labs are fantastic. Yeah. Our labs are great. And I've actually switched to the capsules and I take those at night now. So if you guys need your iron, they have them with iron and they have them iron free. They even have calcium chews. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, Perfect. They have mocktail ones, uh, chocolate. They have also some caramel and a cinnamon roll. They're freaking delicious. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. But Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry where you can have all of the system ready to go. Yeah, we love carrying that thing around with Mm -hmm. us. It's so much easier to pack your lunch, your snacks, especially when you're on a road trip. That Mm -hmm. thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15OSLPOD. And again, that's 15OSLPOD. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. If you could take a quiz today about weight loss surgery, how well do you think you would score? Well, there is an app for that, and it's called Nutri Health. Yes, it has 12 modules. You watch a video, read an article, and then you get to take the quiz. If you want to be the most prepared for the journey that lies ahead, go over to NutriHealth.com and put our Sleeve Life podcast as your provider. We all know how difficult post-op life can be. Yeah, it's pretty freaking hard, guys. Yes. And so a way to make it a little bit easier is by joining the Tribe Membership Program. It has been created by a registered dietitian. She's actually the sleeve dietitian on Instagram. Her name is Jamie. And she's created this whole membership program just to support us. Yeah, like we've one, we've had her on the podcast. We love her to freaking death. And then two, like she has full experts in their field that help you. And they've had bariatric surgery, almost every one of them. And the diet, the sleep dietitian is freaking smart because she has almost a support group every single day, guys. Yes. You're going to get an email. It's going to tell you which ones are for today. And you can just sign up and hang out with people that are just like you. Mm-hmm. And I've even used the journal prompts. I'm into journaling and that was way helpful to just go somewhere that can help you and just get your mind going. Yes. So if you need this kind of support, which a lot of us do, mm-hmm. go to her website And use our code OSLP at checkout to get your discount. Welcome back, OSLP family! Welcome, welcome. I feel like it's been forever since we've said that. I know, we haven't recorded in like a week or two. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, You are listening to Our Sleep Life Podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And you guys, I don't know why it's not getting to you. (laughs) But I need you to go over to Patreon.com forward slash OSLP and become a Benchy, right? Become a Benchy. And I, I know mean, if nothing else, become a Benchy. Exactly. And I know Patreon's probably new for a lot of people. Yes. It's I definitely never heard of it. Me neither. It threw me off. Yep. So, um, but it's actually a way to support your, like your artists that you love and want to make sure they keep moving along. Keep so, doing what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, so, and if you're, sh- if you're unsure what a Benchy is, mm-hmm. it is our winner's bench support group that is on Facebook And I know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, no, I do not do those Facebook support groups. They are hell in a hat and basket. They can be. This is not that. Mm -hmm. This is very moderated. 
And only people that get to be a part of it are our Benjis. Yeah, that's why it's so much fun. Like there we have over 200 people in there Mm -hmm. and we have guys and girls and we have Mm -hmm. literally from pre-op all the way to like, I think I'm no, there's someone in there later than me, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Post-op. Somebody newer that just joined. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we have everybody and we literally share our life. So like when I was at a concert, they knew I was at a concert. Hey, I was with you. I know. We. We. Sorry, when we were at a concert, they knew about it. And then even like when we when me and Kelly were going through some Mm -hmm. craziness, like Kelly's divorce, they knew about it with Eric, you know, the hospital six week stay. That was definitely they They knew knew about about it it first. So, yes, so it definitely supports us as much as we support them. Mm -hmm. And but it's just a very cool, supportive place to be. And you can ask any question you want. Nothing's off the table. Exactly. And you get so many different kinds of answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know somebody had asked, like, what's your favorite snacks? And there was a whole list of snacks. Or no, it was Costco. Costco. It was, what do you buy at Costco? And everybody just, like, gave all of their tips. I know. It was nice because I actually saw some food on there that I've never even heard of before or, or tried. seen yeah. or tried. So yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Like yeah. we're going to have to try some new recipes. Yep. I love it. Yep. It's also, it's always good to have more information. So if you're feeling like you're lacking support or you're just new into this journey and you want to find out all the details of what happens after, yeah. I mean, just go over there. Come hang out with us. Yeah. And join the support group. It's, it's always um, a fun time, man. Yeah. And while you're on your computer or your phone, go over to YouTube. If you're on your phone, it's preloaded onto your phone. It is. I was actually going to let you know that our patrons get all of our episodes early and the YouTube version early. 10 like, days. 10 days earlier than all the YouTubers. Yes. So that's why it's super important to be a patron member. It is. Yeah. So and- go over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Hit subscribe. Hit the little bell That's right. to get notified when new videos like this drop. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. They get them. It's so. the big drop day. And if you're $10, you actually get an exclusive ev- episode that nobody else gets but our patrons. And it's called That's What She Said Corners. That's so, right. And they just got one yesterday. They did. It's and a it, was fun a, one. it was a fun one because it was us being goofballs. Goofy. Yeah. Goofy. Um, but... If you were watching this on YouTube, you would see that we have a really cool guest this week. Yeah, we do. We're super excited to hear all the ins and outs of her journey. Um, her name is Kayla, and yeah. she you know her as the bariatric Barbie. That's right, because she yeah. is. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome on, Kayla. Hey, girls. Hi. How's everything going? Going great. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Glad to hear you. Yeah. 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 You're glad to hear her? Yep. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, it is today. It <laughs> oh, is. it is today. I was focused on my tea you and know. I f- thought Mel would pick up where <laughs> I was taking. Yeah, it was just uh, that was that was what I, you knew. know, Kayla, I love to more. I love to see you more than just hear you. Yes. But, yeah. So you've been in this world for a while now. So yeah, when I mean, did it all start for you? Yeah. So coming up on well, four and a half years, I'm four and a half years post-op. Wow. Um, but I, on social media, I kind of didn't document my journey right away. I, I was all into like the plus size, um, mm-hmm. modeling and plus size fashion and stuff like oh, that. Cool. So yeah, I had a following doing that and, um, I was appearing smaller. I never said to anybody, Hey, I'm losing weight. Hey, I've had surgery. I just, my, my thing was, Hey, this is my outfit today. Cause I've always dressed really pink and Barbie at any size. Yes. Um, so that's what my motto is just always being like in fashion. It doesn't have a size. So that that's kind of where I was on social media um, doing that. But the more outfits of the day I would post, mm-hmm. I would become smaller and smaller and people were just unfollowing and unfollowing and unfollowing. And what? it was like, yeah, you're not an inspiration to me anymore. Um, you know, cause I used to be like a, a 4X or a size 26 and then, you know, okay. went down and down and down. And I was borderline almost not plus size at one point. And people were like, you're not even plus size anymore. Like, what are you doing? You're not an inspiration. And I kind of, wow. hit, 2020 hit and I kind of was like, where do I fit now? I didn't know kind of where I fit in this whole demographic of, of social media or a niche, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I was so proud of my weight loss journey. Yeah. I just never, I never was into the bariatric world online. I, I kind of just did my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I, like, I kind of, 
thought, let me see what's out there online mm-hmm. in the bariatric community. And there's this whole other world I just was never exposed to. Yes. Yeah. So I I only started my online bariatric, um, you know, sharing my experience mm-hmm. only the past couple of years now, if wow. that, yeah. Wow. So I'm mean, kind of new to the bariatric community, but I've been on the journey for four years. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm yeah. very mad at these people that I'm are rude I'm very mad. I'm very mad yeah. because made me angry. we get judged as plus size, but then when you're not plus size, you it, it sounds like you got judged just as much. I got judged more not being plus size because people, mm-hmm. I think people confuse body positivity uh-huh. and what uh-huh. that means. And if you lose weight, you're all of a sudden not part of the body positive community. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like body positivity is at any size. It's just about loving your body enough. And if you are plus size and you love your body, good for you. I was that for my whole Mm -hmm. entire life until I physically felt unwell Mm -hmm. and I love my body enough to need to change and to Mm -hmm. want to change. Um, But if you don't and you're cool with it, that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I think just love yourself no matter what stage. And that's kind of what I want to portray in this community because people say to me like, you know, but in your before pictures, like you look so happy. And I said, I was never unhappy. Yeah. I was never unhappy. And and I always try to do my before and after pictures in very similar outfits because mm-hmm. my aesthetic hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just to say like the whole, for me, being successful in this journey was because I have been positive the whole way through. You know, I've loved every step of the journey. I didn't hate myself before. I didn't. I didn't hate the way I looked. And so many people start off this journey going into it with those emotions. Of, oh, yeah. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel. I hate, I hate, I hate. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, I love me enough to want to change, you know? So I kind of try to that. put a different perspective on it. Don't hate who you are because who you are starting out is who is going to get you to where you need to be. So always love that person every step of the way. That's amazing. I know we've had a discussion about body positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a couple months ago, but I remember saying like body positivity is more than just being plus size and loving the body you're in. It's about loving yourself no matter what stage you're in. And if you are, like you said, if you are plus size and you're in good health, and you're, you're good and you're happy, then great. But, yeah. you know, I know for myself, and it sounds like you, you were starting to develop some health issues. For mm-hmm. me, I was so unhealthy at that stage because of all my health issues. I had yeah. autoimmune, I have autoimmune diseases and it was even worse being plus size. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, it wasn't that, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't really like the way I looked back then, but it was like, it wasn't about that. It was like my health. And it, I feel like there's a difference. And I think you hit it spot on when you said people confuse it. They yeah. do. Because even I was going to tag on to that, too, because body positivity is really what you said earlier. It's like for fashion, it doesn't matter what size you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So for body yeah. positivity, that is about one, you liking your own body mm-hmm. and respecting everybody else too with the their process, yeah. but with their body regardless yeah. of what size they are so yes. yeah. body positivity is literally us not being like rude and mean to people that are size zero all the way up to six seven eight x whatever the deal is it yeah. shouldn't yeah. fucking matter that shouldn't matter um yeah. and that they are definitely confusing the two because like health concerns are a real concern. They are a real concern. concern. And they think like, oh, because we got smaller, we're now we're not body positive. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. We're just concerned about our health. Yeah, because that's all. (laughs) That's it. it. So what kind of health issues did you start to develop? Yeah. Got later on. Well, I, you know, it wasn't necessarily any health issues. I always had um, ever since I was a kid, because I've been morbidly obese from the minute I can remember any pictures you see of me as a kid was chunky from the get-go like yeah. I never because I know later on in life some people gain weight but for me it's always just been yeah, yeah um, I've been a chunky girl my whole life I got you <laughs> but I rocked it because I was mm-hmm. like this is who I am this is okay you know um but I always had a thyroid like an underactive thyroid okay. from probably like six years old wow. and then um lipedema in my legs and arms at such a young age and okay. it wasn't diagnosed until I was an adult you know wow. um I just remember my parents, because I'm one of three girls taking, I'm the youngest, and my body was completely different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I didn't overeat. I didn't do any of the other things my sisters weren't doing. We all did the same thing, ate the same thing. And my parents were always taking me to, like, doctors, dietitians, nutritionists, 
You know, I had so many tests run trying to figure out what was wrong. Like, where are we going wrong? Why is she so much bigger than the other two? You know, mm. so my earliest memories were always weight related, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be tough as a little girl. Just to like stay positive through that. Yeah, because they're just, you're always inundated with your weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a yeah. lot to deal with. So, and, and it became just my identity, like my whole life. I, you know, I, I was successful with everything else in my life other than this one I felt like demon. I just couldn't get my weight under control. You know, I'd be in on every single diet you could think of. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, every single diet. And it just, it one day just clicked for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 30s now mm-hmm. and I, it was just kept, just kept gaining. And just when I moved to America, I gained even more weight. Um, and I remember I went on a I went on a flight and hadn't been, hadn't flown for a long time and I actually needed two seats on the plane and usually I fly like with my husband or someone so it's okay you spill into their seat but at this flight I was on my own and I'm like oh my gosh I need seats and I had to buy an extra seat and I had oh. to get the belt extender and that was the moment I realized like hang on a second you're such a happy person you have such a zest for life mm. but your weight is now really restricting you from doing things. Yeah. And I love life too much to, to be held back. Like I want, I want to live life to the fullest. And that's where I was like, Kelly, you, you can do anything. Cause you do like you, you're always do whatever you put your mind to. Like you need help and it's okay. Like, it's okay if you want, you know, you need help. And that's when I looked into weight loss surgery. Um, and it was like the best decision ever because I love life enough to know that I didn't want to be restricted anymore. Like yeah. I wanted to, to do things. I remember when my family would come to town, cause I'm originally obviously from Australia yeah. um, and I live in Las Vegas and you know, it's the entertainment capital of the world. We have shows on every corner. And I remember my, my mom and dad would be like, Oh, let's go to this show. Or let's go to that show. And I would literally Google the seating chart. Cause I couldn't fit in seats that had any arms and most right? of the theaters um, here have mm-hmm. arms. And so I'd always be forever making excuses. Like, no, like I work on the strip. I don't want to go to the strip on my day off. Right? I've already seen that show. So I was making excuses to get out of doing things because I knew I could fit in things. That's and nice. that's when I was like, hang on a second. Like I'm missing out on building memories with people because of my weight. Yeah. That's when like, for me, it clicked here. Like, no, you, you want to, you want to do more. There is more to do and you. It's starting to stop you now. That's when I needed a change. You can totally tell like your zest for life. Like you saying that, like, I was like, that is a perfect description of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cause we've talked with you. Like now this is our third time talking with you yeah, and you can yeah. totally tell, I mean, even from, because I actually like, I followed your journey back when I started mine. So I, I literally like, I was like, Oh, I love this. Like, this is so cool. And I, you know, I've always played with Barbies as kids. So I was like, it, you just totally drew me in, but I think that perfectly describes you. Like you have this huge zest for life Mm -hmm. and you want to do everything. And I, I like that you said you didn't want the weight to hold you back anymore from living your life. Because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. We all do that because you, you don't want to be embarrassed when you get there and you can't fit into the seat, you know? Nope. I, yeah. I, I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm doing yeah. everything now. But yeah. like, I remember watching a documentary um, when I was researching weight loss surgery. My husband was like, I don't want you to have surgery. Oh. I just, I'm not, I'm not for it. Um, and I'm like, you've seen me struggle. We've been together like 10 years. You've seen me struggle. Wow. It's not easy for me to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and he went to work one night and I, I like binge watched this documentary and the doctor was like calculating this guy's BMI. And he's just like, oh, you know, you're whatever, whatever. You're morbidly obese. And I knew I'm, I'm morbidly obese. I was morbidly obese. And then he goes, you know what that means, right? And the guy goes, yeah, like I'm just fat. And he goes, no, like morbidly obese, morbid death. You're deathly fat. Yeah. He said, oh. if you, because he was in his 30s too, he goes, you're not going to live past 50, 55 if you keep going down this path. And Oh my God. I cried. Yeah. I cried that's scary. He goes, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to die. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, I need help. I need this surgery. If you want me to be around for a long time, I need to, I really need to start losing weight. I'm morbidly obese. And, and he was just like, well, if that's what you want to do, I'll support you. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you want your partner to understand mm-hmm. why you're doing it. Cause I think a lot of partners get scared because all they hear is surgery. And, you know, any surgery can be scary. Um, But I think 
getting them to understand where you're coming from of like, hey, like I want to be around for you. Mm -hmm. I want to be around for our life that we're building. It's not about like, I want us to focus on that instead of the scariness that is surgery. And I mean, this surgery is safer than most gallbladder surgeries. So correct. Correct. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, you know, just if you're, if you haven't done your research about it, it can sound very scary, but Mm -hmm. once, you know, I, you know, I told him and my family, like, do your research. This is, this is what it is. It's pretty really non-invasive like mm-hmm. minimal invasive procedure yeah so they were like once they did their research they were like okay this is actually not a bad idea <laughs> yeah yeah especially struggling since mm-hmm. you're a kid and not only you struggling but your parents were struggling because yep. they saw the trajectory of what you were going well, to go down they probably felt bad that they couldn't help you they're yeah. like i just can't figure yeah. out how to help my daughter like yeah. that would drive me bonkers yeah. <laughs> i'd probably be up all night like with my son being like i don't know we need to figure something out like why can't yeah. we get like this figured out like this is so frustrating mm-hmm. so right. and you know what like my parents are the most beautiful people they uh, it was never i was never made to feel any different Oh, to be honest good. with you, I never got bullied in school. I don't know if it's because I had two older sisters that were like popular girls. Um, or I don't know if it's because my mom was just one, is one tough lady that people scared of my mom. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I must have just gone to school with like a really good group of people. I was school captain. I was like prom queen, like all of that. I wow. never got treated any different. I was so lucky growing up. I got really lucky. Um, and I was always like rewarded with <laughs> with Barbie dolls because I love Barbie. Oh, you know? okay. And it wasn't like I wasn't never because people go, well, that's kind of um, that can be harmful. Yeah, you know, you're being bribed with Barbie dolls. I was never bribed with a Barbie doll. If I lost weight, if I didn't lose weight, if I tried, if I didn't try, it was like here's a Barbie. You know, you, you gave it a you, you gave it your best shot. You know, my parents never made me feel bad or or any different, but I. I definitely um, always go to Barbie doll. I love ones. that. That's a, yeah. It's better than them giving you food. I got yeah. food. Yeah. So I got food for upset <laughs> and happy. So yeah. it yeah. did not help me. I mean, really, that's that's how we grew up. Like when you celebrated, you celebrated with food. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. I wish it was a toy. <laughs> I know. That would have been so much better. <laughs> Yeah, I still do celebrate with Barbie. It's ridiculous. I oh, love I love that. that. When did your obsession start? Like Just right when out of the womb, there was <laughs> love and Barbie. Yeah, my love of Barbie, my love of fashion. Like I loved Barbie because she was so bright. She was so colorful. And like I couldn't wear the things that Barbie would wear. Like I remember going in Kmart going, Mom, I need that Barbie and that Barbie because I wanted to mix and match like her her outfits and all that fun stuff. Um, and, you know, plus size kid in the 90s, there was no options. Mm-hmm. So Barbie really got me to become very creative. Um, okay. And I started, like, jazzing up my own clothes. I started, you know, hoppling things onto my stuff, putting bows everywhere. And like I said, even in school, like, I was always the kid that was dressed over the top. And I was always oh. very, like, bubbly and eclectic. Um and that kind of, I, I, know, I just, I feel like Barbie is to thank for that whole yeah. creative side of me. And then that mm-hmm. I moved to Las Vegas and became a costume designer for one of the shows out here. So it was like, I didn't know honestly, that. I really think it was just Barbie influenced that whole thing for me. That's, That's rad. So cool. You make costumes. Do you still do make the costumes? No, now I work for EOC, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. company that does my surgery, Dr. Ortiz. So, um, Again, pandemic happened. Show business closed down in Vegas, right? Yeah, so I'm like, true. I was, that was like such a transitioning year for me. I thought, okay, I'm two years post-op. This is where I could either reach my goal because mm-hmm. I still had a little more to lose or I could go backwards. Mm-hmm. And then I also was losing followers on my Aussie plus size Barbie account. I wasn't mm-hmm. plus size anymore. So that's where I was like, who am I? What am I mm-hmm. trying to do? You know, yeah. that's when I found the bariatric community. Um, and then EOC, I always kept in touch with them through the support page that they had and the stars just aligned and they had asked me like, Hey, do you want to come work for us? And I was like, well, I don't have a job right now. I mean, like I had a job to go back to when show business finally opened, but mm. I just felt that this was my calling. Cause you know, when the world mm. slows down, you, it makes you rethink things. It does. Important. And as much as, you know, designing costumes and, props and sets and watching your creations come alive on stage was fun. I did it for a long time. You know, I did it for over 10 years. Wow. So 
Um, I, I felt like it was time for something new. I felt like I really wanted to do something where I was helping people. Yeah. And for me, I never thought weight loss surgery was an option, yeah. especially having it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew that was even an option. And there's so many people in this country and even, you know, where I'm from in Australia that just can't afford it yeah. and need it. Yeah. And so I wanted to make it my mission to tell the world like, hey, this is possible. Like, and if I can do it, anyone can do it. So oh. I kind of had that fire inside of me. And then, like I said, the stars aligned, they offered me job and it's just, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's why like we like each other so much because that's the exact same mission. It was like, what can I do to just help yeah. people? Yeah. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I need the world to know this mm-hmm. is a freaking option mm-hmm. and it's not, you don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Like go ahead and get your surgery, go see your people. If you can't afford it, you know what? Message us. We'll fucking find you someone like, yeah. like that's yeah. why, like I love EOC because it is such a freaking viable option. Mm-hmm. Like so you can legit save for just a couple of years. And I know that couple of years sounds like a lot, but at the end of the day, it's not like if you live 80 years and it took you two years to save up for your weight loss surgery so you could live till you're 80. Who the yep. fuck cares? At least yeah. you made it to 80, man. Yeah, you did I, it. I, I, I preach it to the choir. I love here. it, man. So yeah. it's just it's so cool. So how did you find EOC? So like if you were in, were you in Australia? No, no were you in New York? I've, I've been I've been in the US. I've been in Vegas for like 13 years. Oh, OK. Yeah. So. I was Googling, you know, best, I was, I was just Googling bariatric surgeons and I actually had two consultations out here in Vegas. I didn't have health insurance at the time. Okay. Um, and then, so they were like, well, it's going to be 25,000 for one of them. Yeah. And then the other one, I had to go to like this three hour meeting and then I had to do this and that. And I just kept calling going, Hey, like, how do I go about scheduling? And no one would follow up with me. And then the, the other person that I had a consultation with, I actually met face-to-face with the surgeon. I just didn't get a good vibe. And I'm all about a vibe. Yes, like, yes, yes. I just wasn't feeling it. It was like, kind of walked out going, I, I don't feel good about that. Mm-hmm. So I went back to good old Google and I was just like, best bariatric surgeon, West Coast. Because I'm like, I can go to California. That's fine. I'm yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. And then Dr. Ortiz kept popping up. I'm like, who's this Ortiz guy, you know? Yeah. Um, still no idea about Mexico was an option. No idea that they do surgery for like five grand. Yeah. Um, and then as I'm doing more research, I'm finding out all this stuff. I'm like, it just can't be, it can't be right. Right. Yeah. It sounds too good to be true. (laughs) Like, does this really check out? And I just did so much research that everything checked out. And then when I proposed it to my family, they were like, you're crazy. Absolutely not. And I'm like, no, I promise. Like, do your research. If you can find anything on this company that doesn't add up, like I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And they were like, actually, it all looks legit. So I was like, look, I ain't got nothing to lose. I mean, I had 200 pounds to lose. I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm just throw a portion to the wind um and I did and it was the best experience like not only did did like I had the surgery for, but you know under five grand but I had such a good time Aww. like I felt like I was on vacation immediately I felt like family as soon as you get on the shuttle bus they're like hello family and I'm like oh I love that yeah <laughs> that's it's cute. so welcoming like the whole the whole Mexican community that just they're so hospitable and they everyone are. was so lovely I, just, I literally had the best time. I thought I, I returned back to Vegas. I'm like, I don't even feel like I had surgery. I feel like I just went on vacation and made so many great friends. Aww. That's so cool. I really cool. liked that too because I had surgery sisters as well. Same girls, like, I had surgery same day as me. And we keep in touch still to this day. So it was really, like, a nice Aww. support system because I didn't have anyone else. I didn't know anyone that's ever been through it. So yeah. it, was, it was just, like, the best thing in the world. I'm like, I'm going to tell everyone about this. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Can you kind of explain to our followers, like, how does that work? So you like you book it and everything. And how does the whole process work for you? Like even the airline and like getting there? Yeah. So basically, um, you're, you have to fly yourself into San Diego, no matter where you come from, just flying to San Diego. So you have to buy the flights, but everything else from there is included in your package. So the drivers will come and pick you up from the airport. They take you into Tijuana um, and it's like six days, five nights. Um, so the first day is like the pre-op day. So you go and you get all your pre-op testing done that day. And then the next day is surgery day. Um, wow. so surgery on day two, you're in the hospital for two nights and then you go back to the hotel, which is all included in the package, by the right, way. And it's yeah. like amazing five-star hotel, casino, overlooks a golf course. Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's great. And then you stay in the, 
you stay in the hotel and recover for another two days, but you're on the medical level. So you see, so you have like three levels of that hotel okay. where um, we have nurses on staff like 24 seven. So yeah. if you need anything, there's nurses on staff, they'll come and check you. Um, and then there's also like meetings that you have there, like you have the bariatric nutritionist that you meet with um, and then post-op meetings. And then they take you on a shopping tour, which for me was the best part. What? Um, yeah, like it's it's so much fun. It's not just surgery. It's like surgery and like a good time. Yeah. So they take you out down to like the main street in Tijuana and you get all your little souvenirs and your knickknacks and they take you out for broth. So they teach you like an authentic like little restaurant and you can get your broth. Um, and then they take you out to like a, uh, an ice cream place where it's like bariatric water-based ice cream that you can have. So it's like a whole little day of like adventure as well when you're feeling up for it. And like what I love the most was you get to take a companion along for free. So it's yeah. So my sister came with me and we just had a ball. Guys, people, did you just hear that? Yeah. Like not only do you get a what six day stay basically and you get to see all these pretty things to go shopping yeah your companion is fucking free and you get to go have bariatric friendly ice cream and your broth yeah in mexico oh my god you know if i already had surgery i'd be sold i know i'd be like i'm down let's go right like and then your companions enjoying the tacos and the burritos and all the authentic mexican food but uh (laughs) and you're all stuck eating the broth but we get so many patients that come back as a companion because they want to experience like oh, the that's other so side cool. of it. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. That's amazing. It's great. So did you feel prepared post-op after after having surgery in Mexico? Was it was there anything that you wish you had had to prepare you better? No, I feel like for me it was honestly EOC set you up for success. That post-op meeting was golden to me. I took a notepad and I listened and I wrote everything down. Um, Even post-op, we got follow-up emails like, hey, it's week one post-op, this is what you need to do. It's week two post-op, this is what oh, you need to do. That's right. It's changed a little bit now. You do, you get it all at once now. But they literally walk you through each phase. Wow. Like, okay. It's like a, I think it's like five phases that you've got to go through mm-hmm. after surgery. Okay. And they walk you through each phase. Um, And the support group on Facebook was really helpful as well. Good. Um. When I joined, I think there might have been like, I don't know, 10,000 people. Now there's like 50,000 people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was so helpful to me as well, just kind of referring back to that page because it's a it's a private page. No yeah. one knows mm-hmm. business. Is, I mean, apart from the people that are in there, but everyone is at different points of their journey. So, yeah. you know, there's people going in for surgery today. There's people like me that are four years post-op. Yeah. Um, so it's really good to kind of, uh, we're getting a lot of a lot of help through the page as well. My coordinator was awesome. She walked me through everything. So it was just it's just such a supportive um business, I guess. Like it's yeah. a welcome machine. And I remember in my postdoc meeting at that time, Dr. Ortiz was doing the postdoc meetings. Okay. Uh, back then, but now um his his doctor does it. But I remember I said to Dr. Ortiz, like, hey. Actually, my sister asked questions because she's, you know, my big sister. So she she's like, so how come so many people like they don't lose all their weight or they regain weight after surgery? Like how, why does that happen? You know, cause we were still new to, to yeah. weight loss. And we yeah. didn't know everything about it. And he's like, he said something and my sister wrote it down and circled it. And I literally have it in my bathroom every day. And he said, 100% of failure is due to non-compliance. Mm, it's not wrong. He's <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong at all, sir. He is not. No. Um, one hit home and I live by that today you know um and I just thought to myself that really went sunk in I said okay if I'm going to be successful at this I've got to give it my all Mm -hmm. yeah you know and and from that day I I walked out of that building and I did I I was fully committed I gave it my all wow wow because I know I know Kelly has a thing about this and I do too is like when you tell me I'm non-compliant we're going to have some problems. So it's like, but if I, because if I had that on my mirror, I'd be like, oh, it is totally me. I need to be fucking compliant. I do not like being told that I have been (laughs) non-compliant. I actually just got like, this is going to be, yeah, long story short, I had a very um, big conversation with my doctors because they did not want to refill my medication. There was a whole thing about it. And I was literally yelling at him because I'm like, I, you cannot tell me I haven't been compliant. I've been 100% compliant. 
the entire five years I've been with you guys, because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I will be compliant if you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Yep. Right. So just have to know. Yep. Just have to know. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And, and like I said, with EOC, they do, they tell you exactly what you need to succeed. So they give you all the tools. It's up to you to go use them now. Yeah. So what about further along? So say you are further along, you have some regain or you're just very like struggling. Are they still there? Like, can you still contact them and say, Hey, like, this is what I'm going through. 100% 100% all the time that support group is there for anybody awesome. even if you want to recontact your coordinator and if you want a revision like you can always go back for a revision as well but okay. um our nutritionist she does um like she'll get on and do live facebook feeds and mm-hmm. stuff okay. like that where she, she'll just go over nutrition stuff so oh. it just might be sometimes you just got to go back to basics yeah, yeah. Um, you do sometimes being this far out like you lose restriction. Mm-hmm. It's not as tight as it used to be. No. And then you can regain and, you know, all that's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a lot of people coming back for revision because they want that restriction again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. you lean on it too much. Like I know that yeah. I, I did that around year two ish because that's when I could feel it, but then like I could push it over and you, it wouldn't, you kind of have that, find that wiggle. Room. Yeah, yeah. I found the wiggle room. And then yeah. all of a sudden it was like, oh, now you really don't like, I mean, I have it still, but it's just not as it ever was before. No, like I've yeah. never felt like that no. again, like after that first year. Yeah. But I, I mean, I get yeah. full quicker, obviously certain foods make me fuller, mm-hmm. like olives weird. Um, but I told him avocado. Uh, avocado. I actually messaged Kelly like two nights ago and I was like, I did a good thing. I wanted a snack and I wanted something like I really wanted something sugary, but I grabbed the olives out of the fridge and I put them in a bowl and I was like, no, you're going to eat these because they make you feel full and it, <laughs> and, works. it, and it works. works. And I love olives anyway. Mm-hmm. It just it made me mad that after surgery, I can't have them really because literally I don't know what it is about olives, but I have one or two and I'm like full. Like mm-hmm. it's like stuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't really eat right. olives anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. Like and it's so important to um in that first year, really be consistent um, with making it a lifestyle change. I feel like so many people focus on the scale. They do. Yeah. Early in my journey, my scale, like literally a couple months in, I would weigh in once, once every two weeks, I think I was weighing in. And then I went to put my scale back up in the closet and it slipped out of my hands. It was glass and it shattered. Okay. And I never purchased another scale again. Wow. Wow. Impressive. Because my goal was never a number. I never said, well, I want to lose 100 pounds. I want to lose 200 pounds. I want to be this size. It was never that. I My goal was, I want to be consistent. Mm. I, my goal is consistency, to do that again tomorrow mm. and do that again tomorrow. And I was just, you know, it, it went from, you know, getting your macros, like your 90 grams of protein, your, your water, and all of that. I wanted to be consistent. So I first you really got that all under control where it was just second nature to me. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just what I eat. Um, the second year in was when I was like, I need to incorporate working out a little bit more because mm. I was doing more. Yeah. But I, I honestly, like I didn't go to the gym every day. I didn't have a regime. I just was being more active mm-hmm. because let's be honest, when you're heavy, it isn't fun to work out. No. Things no. Hurt. Yes. And when you hurt, you don't want to go do things. Nope. So I waited till I lost like quite a large amount of weight and it didn't hurt to work out. And I started really small, but my goal with working out was consistency as well. So I wanted to do something every day. So I started with 10 minutes. Nice. And if I could do 10 minutes every day and build that habit and then 10 minutes turn into 20 minutes. And I just did 20 minutes on the treadmill every day. Nice. Oh, wow. Cause that on the treadmill every day adds up, you know, it does. Um, and now, you know, I've got different goals now, so I, you know, I work out a lot harder now, but it was just, just do little things and just make, make it a habit. Right. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Make it a habit. And I'd say to people, like, even if you just get up and walk around your couch, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's more than what you would have done if you didn't get up and walk around your couch. So just be more mindful of like, building habits and yeah. being consistent like yeah my goal is consistency not not a number yeah I love size. that yeah that's a good way like to switch your mindset so I was listening yeah. to um a video that uh Jamie the sleeve dietitian sent me um that she did with Kristen which is the bariatric mindset correct or yeah, yeah. Kristen Lloyd 
There we go. And she was talking about how she she was working on her consistency. And she would literally, by the time she got dressed and went to the gym, she would have seven minutes before she had to get the showers and get to work. Oh, my God. And she did that like over and over. And there were some days that she had two minutes. There were some days she had five. There were some that she had 15. Oh, but she would at least get dressed. But she had to get dressed and she had to at least go because it like that was the consistency that she needed to see. That's smart. Yeah. Building that habit. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people. Second nature. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people would ask her, be like, well, what's the point? She's like, it's seven more minutes than I would have gotten had I not gone. Yeah. That's brilliant. And let's be yeah. honest, like the hardest mm-hmm. part of getting up doing a workout is literally getting up and yeah. just getting doing started. It. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the hardest part. So if you can make that a habit, even if you, you are only doing it one minute, you yeah. still, you're still building a habit. Yeah. It's, and that's it, the hardest it's part. better than nothing. Exactly. Yep. Something is better. Uh, what, what was I'm the saying, other What thing? did Michaela say? It's, she, um, it's better to half-ass something than to no-ass no ass something. something. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Jamie actually repeated that to me the other day. Did she? Yeah, oh, I, I love like, it. Oh, you're using my episodes against me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love, love that. <laughs> so how was the support around you? Family, friends? Did anything change? Did you lose any friends? Um, we We definitely lost friends, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you lose acquaintances. And oh, that's fair. Absolutely okay because they obviously were not friends in the beginning. The people that stick around are the the ride or dies, and you get to know who your true friends are. You, um, and that's fine. Like my core group of friends are still my same friends. You know, nice. they and they always say like, "But we never seen you big." Like when I they look at photos, they're like, "We never seen you like that, Kayla." Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's good to know that you you, you were never judged by those people. Yeah. Um, but you know, the people that do exit your life, it's it's okay. Right. Well, and it's kind of like I but I was that big, you know, yeah. like like let's yeah. not hide the fact that like I was like I we really were. Well, I, you know? but I also think that as a friend, like view, me viewing you at a bigger size, like yeah. I never saw your size. Right. I saw you mm-hmm. as a friend. Right. And I think yeah. it's different. When somebody sees you as like a size and then as you get smaller, they get threatened. Correct. I think that's where the difference is. A Mm -hmm. true friend doesn't see you as as a plus size person. They see you as As a a friend. uh, Yeah, as a person. And then as you lose, like they're not feeling, I'm not feeling threatened by it because I feel great that you're happy. Right. So and I some people difference. just can't be yeah. happy for other people. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true friends. True mm-hmm. friends are going to be happy for their friend's success. You know, like yep. I'm happy when my friends succeed. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so the people that aren't happy for you, that aren't clapping for you, they weren't your friends in the beginning. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's good that they weed themselves out. Yeah, they yeah. kind of do. They kind of take care of it themselves. They do. They kind of yeah. just like stop calling they stop hanging out the text message get from like once a week to like once a month to non-existent yeah yeah and i'm just like peace i don't need you in my life if you're gonna be like that (laughs) kelly will ghost you i will full on like (laughs) i I don't mess around with that shit like if you're gonna be a dick to me i'm like no peace i don't need you in my life and i will like i will not hesitate to do it of a friend of like seven mm. years no nope. five minutes like it does not matter i'm a vibe for person too kayla yeah so mm-hmm. i get really irritated when i am friends with somebody for a long time and have had nothing but good vibes and then they kind of do me dirty and that's what i'm like nope nope, nope. because my nope. my gut told me wrong on you and that makes me angry <laughs> so i'm gonna move on from you always yep. listen to your gut yeah. 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 Have you done any like mental health stuff? Like we noticed we needed that after. Was there anything like that for you? No, there really hasn't been. And I I don't know. I'm I've always been a really positive yeah, person. And sounds very like in tune with like I don't know. I don't know. I always I live by I don't know if you've seen or watched or read The Secret, The Law of Attraction, like Ask, Believe, Receive. Like that's how I I live my life no matter being 350 pounds or being where I am today like that's always been the fundamental fundamentals of my thinking and my thought process Mm -hmm. so I think I was I've always been in a really good headspace that's awesome my weight was the thing I just could never conquer and then I just you know applied those methods to 
my weight loss and it, it, yeah my it's so weird you know because I I physically changed but nothing else has changed about me like my mentality is still the same and I know a lot of people they do they do go through that mental shift you know because mm-hmm. they they go into go into it hating themselves mm-hmm. whereas like yeah. I said I, I never hated myself I always loved my life and I just knew I need more out of it um mm-hmm. but you know, and some people also have like addictions mm-hmm. and food is an addiction to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And then when you give that up, there's transfer addiction. Mm-hmm. So there are people that definitely need, do need help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was just very fortunate that I'm just very fortunate that I'm just such a really strong minded person. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think you've had a really good family structure because they did not like discriminate against you just because you were bigger than the other sisters. Like if they treated you different, I think that would have been a problem. Yeah, and then they just tried to help you. Yeah. They were just trying to be helpful. Yeah. Like they seem like a, I would love to meet your family. They sound like fucking amazing wow, people. Wow, yourself into that mouth. I'm going over there. <laughs> I'm meeting your family. <laughs> family's awesome. I just got back from Australia last night. Yeah. So. Which we appreciate you. Well, you know, next getting... time we'll we'll join you and meet your family. Yeah, just yeah, just come. Like my dad's Italian and my mom's Australian, so like it's just such a great mix of like family. Like family is number one for us. So um, yeah, if I was to be like, yeah, mom, just bring some friends. Yep, the more the merrier. Like our house was always. We lived five houses from like the primary school, five houses from the high school. Mm. Our house was like always the house that the kids just came to. Like there was always a pool party after school at our house. Like we Aww. were like that house on the yep. block. We were always family. I love um, that. So, Those houses yeah. are fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always room at our house for anybody that wants to come. So you're very welcome. <laughs> I That's- love it. All right. We're going to well, take you up on that. Yeah, offer. We're going to hold you to that Just for sure. Yeah. Um, totally so I know that uh, you did plastics, right? Yes. So I'd love to know your journey with that and loose skin and like how all that kind of happened for you. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. actually it was just my one year anniversary from my tummy tuck. um, But for me, my biggest insecurity, legs and arms. That's where I carried my weight. I know a lot of people carry it midsection. For me, it was arms and legs. I've just been limb heavy. And that's also because of my lipedema in my arms and legs. Yeah. Yes. Um, So Going through the weight loss process, I, you know, I reach my goal weight and as a reward, I'm like, I want to do my arms. Okay. If I don't do anything else, I want to do my arms because I want to wear sleeveless things never in my life have I ever, ever shown my arms. Oh, really? Even as a kid, even as a kid, like I was swimming with a t-shirt on. Okay. So as my, as my, you know, two-year anniversary and my reaching my goal was doing your arms and I did, that's when I went back to EOC because I had plastics yeah um and dr lazos is the head surgeon and he specializes in massive weight loss patients which i love so I started following him on instagram and he's he's just magic like i don't know how he does it <laughs> um, and then i also just but again i vibed with him i vibe with his personality he's so funny like we get along really well so i booked in to do my arms and i did i went back to uc i did my arms and the second time around was if not better than the first time around. I just, I was like, wow, like these people have changed my life. I remember driving home because I drove home um, from San Diego at that time and I was crying. My husband was like, why are you crying again? You know, and I said, <laughs> like, I'm just so happy. These people have changed my life and I'm forever, forever thankful. Um, like I can show my arms. Like yeah. I remember the first time going outside with nothing on my arms and feeling the breeze on my skin. It was oh. such a foreign feeling. I was like, what is this? Like, it was, wow. it was like, it was so nice. So I started with my arms because I'm like, but I don't do anything else. I'm just doing my arms. Mm. And then um, that's what I did. And then after I did that, EOC offered me the job. And then Dr. Lazos was like, you're not just doing your arms. Like, you do the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, do we? Oh, okay. Because I just didn't imagine ever doing anything else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so a year ago I had my, my makeup. So I did um, the 360 belt, so the tummy tuck that goes all the way around. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did a breast lift with implants um, because I had like zero A cups. Like I had nothing oh. left by the end. Oh, no. Um, I, yeah, so I got just a, like a 360 implant. Like didn't want to go too big, just something that fit my frame. Okay. Um, Smart. And then a toxoplasty, which is the back. Okay. So, oh. yeah. So it's extended breast lift with torso plasty and uh, 360 belt. 
Wow. Um, so arms done, boobs done, tummy done. Now I could do my legs. So that's next on the list. Okay. So, I was going to ask if you had had them done yet. That's pretty cool. What kind of experience is that? Is it the same thing? Kind of like you're up in a hotel for a few days and do all that? Yeah, exactly the same. Same hotel, wow. same nurses. Um, different surgeons, obviously, because we have plastic surgeons. You stay mm-hmm. a little bit longer for plastics, okay. um, a couple of days longer. Okay. Um, you also get like massages because you've got to get lymphatic draining yeah. massage. So the masseuse comes to your room. Um, but I will say plastics is a whole nother journey. Yeah, yeah I bet. It, that that will mess with your emotions. Like yeah. you have to be very headstrong for plastics. Yeah. You okay. definitely have to. Um, what makes you say that? It's an, it's an emotional roller coaster with plastics. I can't put my finger on it, but I know a lot of people go through it. I think at first because I didn't think it was painful, but it's very a lot of discomfort. Okay. Um, okay. You're swollen. And I think at first you, you look at your body and you're swollen and you kind of look like a square and you're like, what have I done? You know? Okay. Do I make my choice? And then it's just, it's a slow recovery. You know, it's, you got to just be very careful. There's a lot you got to wear. You compression garments. You've got to dress your wounds every day. Like there's a lot. Okay. But at least the first six to eight weeks, like there's wow. a, a lot of, like nursing yourself. Okay. Having for you. I was like, you know, again, my sister was my companion. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and if you have any modesty, like I'm very modest, well, I was before plastic, that's out the window. Right. Yeah. Out the window. Yeah. Um, I don't want the doctor to see me naked. I don't, and no, it's, you just get naked in front of everybody. You get your <laughs> the nurses shower you. I'm like, oh, who am I? What is my life? I've never done this before. But <laughs> Just yeah, no modesty going into plastics. Yes, they're gonna see you naked, then yeah, just gotta deal with it. Yeah, I've never had a problem with that. With modesty, yeah, with the clothes. No, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I like like we did a photo shoot for the award show, and we're like, it's it was at a mansion that's up in Portland, and we're changing just in the back. Like everybody yeah. could still see us, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't care because I'm just like. Let's just get this change right? and go. And like, it's so quick. You're like, who hasn't seen a bra before? Yeah. I mean, I was like it's wearing like, the same as I would a bathing suit. Yeah. Like my boyfriend's I, girls were like, oh my God, you're so embarrassing. Why are you changing in the open? And I'm like, if I was wearing a bathing suit, you wouldn't care. Yeah. You so wouldn't say let's shit. Just, let's just move on with it. <laughs> let's get dressed. That's great. I've always been very modest, but after plastics, I'm not really mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, like I'll just. Even in front of my sisters, like, I would never just take my top off and change. Ah. But now I do. I don't care because I'm like, it doesn't feel real. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're not my boobs anyways. Well, they are, but they're not. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's like there's almost a disconnect from wow. from your body. Um, But, yeah, plastics is an emotional journey because you you do have to, like I said, it's a it's a pretty long recovery. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's so worth it. Oh, my gosh, it's so worth it. Yeah. That's awesome. I've heard it from many people that like it is painful. It is a long journey, but in the end they wouldn't change it. Yeah. No, they're glad they got it. It sounds just like weight loss surgery. It's like, it's discomfort. It's it's painful, but I mean, I I know that plastic is way more painful than weight loss surgery, especially for you because you don't like, I handle pain like a champ. That's because you're in pain every day. I, yeah. But I'm just saying like, I, I, my pain tolerance is like through the roof. It's like stupid yeah. through the roof. Yeah. I can handle a lot of constant pain. It's like the shock pains that I don't do well with. Yeah. Like the dull pains that stay forever. I'm fine. I can yeah. deal with that. It's the piercing pain, the sharp pains, the shit that I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? Where are the pains no, going that there you need to do this? They're going up my back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Back pain. Going up somewhere. Leg pain. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, Belle. No, I get good Honestly, feeling with this. <laughs> plastics isn't painful. I, I, There was not one bit of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe plastics as painful. Okay. It's, just, it's discomfort. The only okay. like pain is like a swelling feeling. Like you just okay. feel swollen. Okay. But I didn't think it was painful. But again, I, I think I must have a high pain tolerance because I, I just think I do. I didn't feel anything with the bariatric surgery either. And I see people going, oh my God, that was so painful. So I'm like, I'm either weird or got a really high pain tolerance. No, we're the same because yeah. I yeah. did the same thing. I was like, no, I was fine. Like they're yeah. like, I didn't really, the, the worst part of bariatric surgery was the gas pain. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I felt that in my chest, but 
other than that, I wasn't like, oh, I need more pain meds. Like I was good. I was like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. Even with plastics, I didn't even take pain meds because I, I don't even like taking uh, medication as it is. Like okay. if I have a headache, I'll just write it out. Like yeah. I don't like to take pain meds. Yeah, so I'm even with plastics, they're like, take one before you massage just to relax your muscles. So oh. I would do that just to relax my muscles, but I didn't take it for the pain. I had no yeah. pain. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We're actually mm-hmm. starting our search for plastics i know i might be hollering at the eoc yeah because we're both like i want i think we're ready i think think we're we're both finally mentally ready for it yeah i feel like even though i have regained like i feel like i'm getting to a spot where my brain is now connecting with where i'm at now yeah because i am in therapy i am you know working with a uh with jamie for the sleep dietitian so i'm getting like the mindset work done that i Mm -hmm. never thought before because I think what was hard was I hated my body like you were saying like it's hard when you hate your body Mm -hmm. but then when I went through it I stuck to I didn't make it a lifestyle I didn't make it to where it was like okay well I'm gonna still enjoy my weekends and if I don't you know lose weight as quickly I'm still working towards a goal I just restricted everything as a way to do that so I dropped so quickly but I didn't like make it a part of my life. It right. wasn't, it was just another kind another of diet. diet. Yeah. 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 So now mm-hmm. that I'm doing that work, like it, and I'm making it fit into my life and I'm realizing like where I need to change and what I need to like morph and make, be flexible with my consistency. That's something that mm-hmm. Jamie has taught me like lately yeah. is being like, yeah, it's good to have a plan, but make that plan flexible. Because right. if you mm-hmm. make it too rigid like you're yep. not going to adhere to that no your mm-hmm. head starts hurting yeah you're like and, oh i missed one thing now i'm awful and, yep and that's why yeah. the cycle starts all over again right so right. we're working on like okay adding a luncheon but being flexible of like if you're not hungry don't eat like, yeah it's okay you don't have to and so there's it's different aspects of it but I really think that I'm getting to a point mentally where I'm ready to have that change also because i think i see like where the lumps and bumps and skin and all of that is and the boobs are down to my knees and (laughs) down to your knees no they're not whatever i've seen you naked they are not down to your knees i think they're down to my my waist i but whose is it people that are flat chested that's not fair that's not fair Hers are perky well, and new. Honestly, like, <laughs> I think back to regain, I honestly feel like we get to our lowest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think naturally our bodies don't want to be there. Yeah. They don't. Like a lot of people regain like 10 to 20 pounds mm-hmm. because yeah. we get to our lowest and that's not where our body's comfortable at. Yeah. Right. And then, so I feel like we all need to have a little bit of grace yeah. for regain. Um, as long as, like you said, like you just stick to kind of a plan and you be flexible with it and you turn it into a lifestyle, like a healthy yeah. lifestyle, you know, yeah. not a toxic lifestyle. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, once you're ready for plastics, it, like I said, you definitely got to get here ready first. Yeah. Like any kind of, like even with weight loss, you got to get here ready first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you. I can't wait for you guys to meet the plastic surgeons. I know. Now EOC has like four of them. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's so, so cool. By the time this airs, we have already gone to EOC. Yes. And yeah. their conference in San Diego. And we get to meet everybody from EOC. Mm-hmm. And we get yeah. to meet Kayla. And I know a bunch of our friends from the community are going. Yep. So we are super excited. And don't worry I'm sure we have all the updates on our Instagram or Facebook. Oh, so for sure. Make sure, for sure that you're over there um, looking at what we did. Yeah. At this point. So, if you yeah. don't mind me asking, because we never really touched on it. What was like your highest weight? And then when did you, what are you now? If you don't mind. I don't know what I am now because I haven't weighed myself in a long time. Ooh, um, I love but that. I was almost 350 pounds when I started and I lost okay. a little over 200 Okay. Um, Damn, girl. Yeah, Amazing. So I, people, when I first started, they said, like, how much do you want to lose? And I actually didn't have a number. I thought, yeah. I thought about it. I just wanted to lose. Yeah. So I, I think I said, if I could lose 100 pounds, that would be pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. I never dreamed of losing 200 pounds. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Impressive, girl. Impressive. You have done uh, an incredible job at getting yourself ready without even knowing it at the time. Yeah. Like looking back, like everything that like you said of like how you felt going into it, like that is the perfect mindset. It is. To be in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think um, a lot of people ask like, oh, what do you do? What do you eat every day? And I don't like to to give advice because what works for me isn't going to work for everybody else. Yeah. I always just tell people, find something that you enjoy and that you can keep doing. Yeah. Find something that works for you. I found what works for me, but you got to find what works for you. Like, here's what I do. I don't necessarily recommend it for everybody, but this, it works for me. Yeah. So I think, um, and, and also a lot of people going into the process, they're scared. They're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to succeed and I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, None of us do just take yeah. it day by day. Yeah. And yes. if you just set really small goals and just to do the same thing, like I said, do the same thing again the next day. Yeah. Um, I was worried I was going to fail. I'm like, I'm the fussiest eater in the world. How am I going to succeed? Like I there's like three things in the world that I eat. Like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and that was like pasta, bread, and pasta. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds like my diet. Is. I'm actually the fussiest eater, but I found a way, mm-hmm. um, things that work for me. So just don't stress too much. Like you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to talk to you. You figure it out as you go. Yeah. You really do. You do. You, tr- yeah. you like you trial and error. Yeah. Go back and forth and try to figure yep. it out. And if something doesn't work right away, you just wait, wait it out a month, try it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it still exactly. doesn't, like you can put it back on the shelf and try it again later. Like this is lifelong. Yeah. So just yeah. take it in and day by day. Yeah. I'm still doing that. Yeah. Now I'm in the, I'm at the point where, I want to, I want to be a bodybuilder. Like I want to, Ooh. I want muscle, like, you know, in training. Um, so I'm at the point now where I have to be strategic and I have to figure out a new norm, you know, and yeah. I'm still in the trial and, you know, trial and error phase of this next step in the yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's also like another thing I feel like on this journey, it, I always want to be like, okay, so now what's next? Like I've, yeah. I've done this. And I never thought that that was possible. So now what's next? So for me, like the natural progression is that let's see if I can build muscle. Yeah, like let's do it. Why not? Yes. yes. I've just become addicted to like the challenge of like, I've done that. So why can't I do that? And just, you know, I love <laughs> a routine. I'm a creature of habit. I just, I don't know. But what, what do you got to lose? You've right? got nothing to lose by trying new things. No. You yeah. know, so say you do the weightlifting and then you're like, eh, really my thing there's there's nothing that's like holding you to it you're free to try whatever you want exactly it's just this surgery kind of gave you that opportunity to try a whole world has opened up since this surgery a world that i just didn't know existed like i said the online world of the bariatric community the fitness world Mm -hmm. like i would never step foot in the gym without feeling so intimidated but now Mm -hmm. it's like that's my jam you know i've made so many friends i would never expect those worlds that I would be living in those worlds you know right, so yeah it's just it's opened up my world has completely changed within four years and Aww. I'm just so thankful honestly I'm so thankful that's incredible we're so proud of you we are I love hey, it I'm proud of you girls too and like thank everything you. you do for the community as well oh, you guys you. are great Thank I can't you. wait to see you next I, week. <laughs> I can't what? believe it's like, like next week. I know. It's like so I'm crazy. Just, there's sometimes where <sighs> we, we get invited to things and we're like, okay, it'll be like a few mm. months. And then it's like that few months just like flies by. And then I'm like, oh, I got to pack. Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I like have to pack. Like now, seriously, (laughs) seriously. So only thing that question I have left is like, what would you, what are the tips and tricks that you would say for the people that are listening? Um, number one, it starts here. Okay. So get your mind right first, get into, get your mind into gear, um, have grace. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, but also stick to the plan. Um, anything's possible. Yeah. If I can do it, being the fastest eater in the world, anybody can do it. Find what works for you. Be consistent. Don't get obsessed with the scale. Yeah. Stalls will happen. That is normal. Um, enjoy the journey. Honestly, yeah. enjoy. Enjoy it. Because if you make it enjoyable, you, that that's when it becomes a lifestyle. It's not another diet. You know, let's get that out of our head. Like, it's not another diet. Yeah. Let's focus on a lifestyle change and just you know, set small goals along the way. Um, 
And in, like I said, still enjoy it because you want to find that balance of enjoying life mm-hmm. and enjoying this new lifestyle. So many doors will open up along the way and it's, there are days where it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, I love that. I, I agree with all that stuff. Way yeah, in this episode. Seriously, I think it's perfect. Well, thank Kayla. you so much, Kayla, for we being here with, here with us. Yes, of course. We are so. I'm so glad we got to learn so much more about mm-hmm. you. Um, if you guys want to go and follow uh, Kayla or EOC, we're gonna have them both linked down below. That's right. Um, click the link and follow her. Follow EOC, especially if you're like. If you've already had surgery, you're needing some maybe a revision or you need some plastics done, look on yeah. into it. Um, and yeah, we're just very honored to have you on the show and then also to be going to EOC. I so. couldn't agree more because like yeah. meeting you and like because, yeah, we've followed you for so long. Yeah. And I remember when you came on the first call and I was like, oh, it's her. It's her. Because <laughs> like. I thought it was you, but like I wasn't sure in my head that it was like you. And then you popped on. And I was like, oh my God. Because yeah. like you are like a real life Barbie. And I love it. Aww. And it's so yeah, cute. It's and so I was so fun. stoked. Cause like I was a little like like fan shocked when we first did that call, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, oh, really? I was. I was. I was like, holy shit. This you is covered her. yourself very well. I know. I know. I've been learning after the Lisa Panel Lisa Lampanelli ish like situation yes. so we had, we had lisa lampanelli on last summer for a few episodes right oh so cool. and the first episode because like comedians are my thing i love comedians i can probably tell you way too much stuff about them <laughs> and <laughs> when she was on the first episode like i did not talk a lot and that no, is not she like was me very quiet mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck is wrong with her yeah and then we got done and she's like i just couldn't talk like i was just so shocked that she was in front of us yeah <laughs> and i was like oh Okay, because it was like a like a bucket list slash like surreal situation. I was like, I'm really talking to her. Yeah. And she's laughing at things that I'm saying. Like, this is so (laughs) weird. Yeah, she was way in her head. Yeah, I was so in my head. So, I mean, and and I love meeting new people. And like the fact that if it wasn't for weight loss surgery, none of us would have met. Yes. This is not. This is crazy. It's very cool. So we've met some of our closest people mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. Because of the surgery. Because of the surgery. And, and the podcast. Yeah. And that's why I agree so much with you. It's like, hey, enjoy your process. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Because when you're having fun, doors really do open. Yeah. Like, oh, they 100%. massive doors will open yes. for you. Like, look yes. what yeah. all three of us have been able to do in our journey yeah. so far. Yeah. Like, yeah. bonkers. That's what I said. Like, this, this journey has been body, mind, and soul. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just the weight loss. Like, my whole career had changed. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I knew nothing about what I was getting myself into. And when I decided to like quit costume designing, that's all I knew for however long. Like that's all I've ever known in America. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? But I was like, caution to the wind. And it's just been the best decision ever. Like, I, yeah, so many doors were open for you. I love stories like that. Well, once again, thank you for being on. We really appreciate it. And we love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17 Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to Our Sleeve Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time.